All right, welcome to episode three of the Dunk Dynasty podcast. We're back. Happy New Year to everyone. Uh, we've been gone for a little bit, just enjoying ourselves, but now we're back in action. Myself, Panash and Yashanu. We've got E Mac, Ethan McDonald. He's back again. Trigger Trey, Trey Mitchell. Trigger as well. We're here. Uh, Happy New Year, boys. We're we're back in action. We went a little bit missing there, but boom, here we are. Happy New Year, boys. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. How charged up are we, bro? Freaking hell. What a what a what a week and well, so it's been. Me and Trey had a had a good old time in Tauranga, the Mount area. We're all North Island, even though Ethan lives in the South. We all ended up hanging out in the North Island. Not with each other though, but we were all North Island. Yeah, no, I'm pretty pretty glad I ended up staying away from you guys for New Year's though. You guys look pretty rowdy. <laughs> yeah, new Year, new P. You demon time. You yeah. What was that? What was that? <laughs> He's on it's demon time. Somebody, but it always doesn't end up working out that way. Yeah, we said we said demon time. As soon as the rain, our first <laughs> our first moment of the new year was getting poured on by torrential rain. So we agreed. We said we're on demon time for the whole year. Since since that's how the year decided to treat us to start it off, we're demon time. That's the motto for this year. No, did you guys see the Northern Base? I was up around next to Northern Base. Oh my god. Oh, oh, the TikToks. The TikToks. Oh, my God. Unbelievable. Yeah, we felt pretty pleasured over there. We got a little bit of sun, which was good. And then, yeah, looking at all those people with the white shoes turned brown with all the mud, I was like, bro, a little bit. Yeah, I was envious in the beginning of not going to Northern Base. But then now, we kind of got the the, bit, the good end of the stick, which is good. No two people are going back to Northern Base next year. Oh. They've lost yeah, the next, year be next year will be so good. It means we should go to all the base next year. Oh, Absolutely no, there's, there's arguments right now. R&B is the, is the go at the moment. So I don't know how it's going to work. Yeah, we're all over the gaff, boys. Nah, to be fair, I think R&B is a go next year. Welcome <laughs> 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 to the party. Oh, my fellas, um, we woke up this morning and uh, boom, first batch of all-star votes are in, you know. It's... Along the lines similar of what we thought we were going to get when we predicted it. So, for example, in the West, we have got the one and only the team captain over the last couple of years, LeBron James, leading the Western overall voting, then obviously leading the Fords and voting as well. We've got Kevin Durant coming in straight after him as well. And that Fords voting, AD comes in after him as well. So that's like... Oh, sorry. No, no. AD, Jokic. Jokic. So, yeah, LeBron, Kevin Durant, Jokic as the forwards, top three. And then the guards, Luke and Steph. So, essentially, what we predicted to be the starters in the West is how the top five is looking and voting at the moment, except for, I think, Shea below Steph on the West side. We can discuss conference by conference. So, overall, any big takeaways from the West? Or overall, what are we saying? Happy. Oh. Good to see Sheen Goons in there, you know. Mm. He's really proven he is a mini Jokic. He's helping <laughs> this Rockets team get to well, way better than last year, aren't they? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. He's getting some love. I was surprised. I thought Shingun would get a little bit hard done by, but, you know, because he's not much of a, he's not very popular, you know, sort of plays his first year sort of, oh, sorry, second year sort of breaking out by, um, yeah, not massive, you know, with the Rockets. They don't have a, like, massive TV presence they haven't had a lot of national televised games but yeah no fans are they're loving him man this has to be the two rockies in the like in the voting all-star top 10 before 
for 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 a long time. Wimby and Chi. Not for a long time, I don't think. Surely. Last time would have been what? Uh, Zion and Ja, maybe. You were oh. like Luca, Luca and Trey, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. How, the last time. How about have you ever seen someone with two million votes on the first return? <laughs> oh, James. Eh? No, he might. Do have, oh, he don't, don't forget about Yanni. Giannis is two point one, which That's... I find I find weird because I look at the um top ten MVP votes or like that they think at the moment and what Giannis is like fifth or sixth or something. LeBron's not even on the list. Yeah, but yeah, they get all the votes. That's like MVP. That's but yeah. Le- LeBron's got the fans. That's why. Yeah. Yeah, but twenty one years. That's great. I think Le- LeBron can play till he's fifty, bro. He needs to level the votes. He's just he's that good. He's That's just that guy. That's crazy. Some of these ones I'm looking at, like, um, for example, in the yeah, in the West, yeah, West is all right. Makes a bit of, sick. but yeah, Chet Ch- Wimby. Um, I mean, obviously they're not probably not going to be all stars. I'd say, but yeah, being above some serious names over there, above Cat who's been playing well. I mean, but yeah, Cat. It's gonna be there's a lot of good forwards over there that it's gonna be hard to get in as a forward any position actually. The guards surprised me with um. Uh, Austin Reeves. John Moran's played ten. John Moran's played five games. All star, and he's already been seven. It's crazy. <laughs> oh, I was, I was watching. Ed- Edwards is a bit low. Yeah, Edwards is a six, but Edwards still he's not really. He hasn't reached that mainstream sort of popularity just yet. Irving's a bit mm. high, but Kyrie's always had fan love. I think yeah, Kyrie's yeah. always had fan love. Even though when he became, you know, all the flat earth stuff, I feel like I feel like he's still got a good, yeah. Jeez, the, oh, that's that's crazy. The, Some guys like Austin Reeves made the top ten. Clay Thompson made the top ten. I think one one that, that we're all sort of yeah. looking at, Devin Booker, not in the top ten. That doesn't surprise me though. They're not going well. No, nah, but no, this is fan. This terrible. is fan voting. Because look at this. Some other teams in there that aren't going so well, like the Warriors aren't going so well. Yet Clay Thompson made it in there. The balls are the world. If you think about it, like the top 10. How many, how many people do you talk to that actually don't like Devin Booker? You're looking at the number one. Devin I hate Devin Booker. Booker. Right yeah. here. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, he's, yeah, not a lot of people like that guy. What about um, Ethan's all star starting small forward for the East? The Claw. Oh, well, you mean, no, you for mean the East. Like Banchero, he's in the top 10, man. He's in the top 10. Yeah, Tev. He's got, he's got 2 million less votes than Giannis. <laughs> and he's behind Carl Kuzma. Like, come on, bro. Banchero was never going to start the All-Star. But that was a good that was a good hot take. He's not, He was never going to start it, but that was... That hey, was the, idea, the idea is to have hot takes, though. The idea is yeah. to have hot takes. Exactly. That was a good I hot feel take. Like, I, I feel like Franz has been playing better. Apart from his injury he got yesterday, I feel like Franz has... The best player on that team. Oh, that's a, a big call. I don't know. Franz Wagner over Paolo Banquero? Nah. But Franz is a beast. Like, he's, good. he's a solid player. Like, real solid. But he's not better than Paolo. Like, come on. Yeah, they're neck and neck. I, I couldn't I couldn't give it to... I couldn't not give it to a thing. To, to Franz over Paolo? Nah. Nah, I think you're wilder with that one, Trigger. I think uh, it's definitely still Paolo Benquero, as much as you may not like. I think it's maybe in a couple of years, once Franz has developed into like the player that he's going to be. But 
Yeah. So that's, I mean, you look at the voting, it's pretty kind of, yeah, spot on. The starters kind of seem pretty obvious. I think the only thing that might change from what I'm looking at here, or the only, sorry, the only two positions that are debatable, I think, are... This the last front court spot in the in the West because I think it's AD or KD for that last one. I think LeBron and Jokic are guaranteed. I think it comes down to KD versus AD. Then I think the guard, the other second guard spot in the West between Steph and Shea because Steph is going to win that fan vote as we can see at the moment. But Shea, I think, will win every other single vote. Who'll come for oh, first or second behind Luca? I don't reckon that because it's like Steph's balling. Even though the Thunder... Nah, he's hit... He's the Warriors suck. Steph's a baller. He's had some pretty rough games over the last sort of week, hey, that's been kind of like destroyed a little bit. And the, the thing is that those bad games have coincided with Shea beating the three... Well, Shea and OKC beating the three best, team, three best teams in the NBA. So it's like... This was probably the worst time for Steph to have those sort of shoddy games because now I think... Every other vote except for... Okay, so if we look at it now, so fan vote accounts for 50% of the vote, then NBA players 25%, media 25%. So so fan vote, we already know that Steph is going to come second behind Luca, probably, because Luca's... Oh, Luca's 100, about 100,000 ahead. No, I reckon Steph will come first. Okay, so let's say that Steph comes first, right, in the fan vote. But now we look at players. Players are not voting Steph over Luca or Shea. If we're voting for this season, not historically, if we're voting for just this season, there's no way players and media are putting Steph above Luca or Shea. No, see, I think I think I think media will put Steph in over Shea, but players will put Shea in over Steph. Mm. Man, um, media are still fans as well. No, but media are realistic people. Like you see, last like remember the year when Petrula got the fifty percent, or even last year when Wiggins got that fifty percent. The 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 media and um, players weren't this. They didn't like. They didn't care about that. You look at the rankings. I think, uh, yeah, Wiggins was not in that top two or three for forwards, or yeah, for forwards. So he was out of that. So I think the the media, I think, would do it realistically. I think players would do it realistically, which is why I see. Man, I don't know, bro. I just don't. I just don't feel like Steph deserves to start over Luca or Shea. It would be just. I think I wouldn't go as far as saying disgraceful, but it's just. Yeah, okay. it means okay, nothing. If he makes it above them if too. If you had to be realistic about it, then as well on the other side with LeBron, do you think he deserves to start over Durant, Jokic, and AD or Kawhi or those guys? Yes, realistically. yes, he does. Yeah, hundred percent. Then I was the same with Steph. <laughs> No, like, man. It is. It's a pretty much the same conversation. Like, Steph's playing just yeah. as well when he's actually going good and he's got the players around him that are actually going good as well. I, like, Shea's I playing don't think... at the moment where the rest of his team's going good. So he's going really good. Like, and Steph at the moment, his team's doing shit. So he's not doing as good, but he's not horrific. He's still the best player on his team by, by a long shot. And he's uh, old Steph, like 35, 36. Yeah, 35. Yeah, I feel like you can't not start Steph. Yeah, he's going to be on the starting team. Like, it just, it's like, I think Shea deserves it more than Steph this year, but I think Steph's still going to get it. Man, mm. I think it'll be criminal. It's, it's going to be, I, I th- yeah, I, I see what you guys come from. Yeah, I think Steph will probably still get the edge because, yeah, obviously, fan is 50% of the vote. So, Steph, because they do that ranking system, eh, where it's, you get one point. If, so, if you come first, you get the one. So, it's like your weighted average is what, like, uh, thing. So, let's say your weighted average is one. You're obviously going to start. So now I think Luca will be, 
unanimous number one. It won't be even close. I mm-hmm. think Luca will have enough of the fan, enough of the media, enough of the player to be number one. So it's just going to come down to the second one. So because of the fan carrying 50% of the vote, that's probably why Steph will start. But yeah, I mean, oh, that's, yeah, it's going to be sad, sad time for my boy Shea. He's carrying my fantasy team and he's carrying OKC, but I think he should be a starter. But maybe next year, but he'll probably miss out this year as a starter. But it's good. I mean... He's been balling out. It's good. Yeah, it's good for the yeah. It's good for the West to have that sort of guard competition because even below them, you still got guys like Harden, Kyrie, Anthony Edwards, John Morant, Darren Fox. It's, bro, it's a tough time to but, be a guard. Who's gonna be? Who's gonna be left out? That's the main question, eh? Because how many? What is it? Twelve or fourteen players in the All Star team? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like, who's gonna be left out? Oh man, you look at it. Guys like Devin Booker might not make it. Because you think it won't make it's it. like is it seven five split or do they just put the best? I forget. Isn't it fifty percent of the vote? Um fifty uh, percent is fans. Yeah, fifty percent so is like, fans. Yeah. He's not even top ten, so No, but the reserves yeah. are done reserves are done by the coaches, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, the, the oh, reserves so are done so by the coaches. Yeah, so only starters is done by this system here, but the reserves is done by the coaches. So that's why I'm saying a guy like Devin Booker may, may make it onto the bench. Guys like Cat may make it onto the bench. Guy like I Gobert, I don't think will make it onto the bench because so I don't. You can you can have three Timberwolves. They're not that far ahead of everyone. Um, but like, okay, different question. Are you going to have three Clippers? No, or only one. No, you can max two. I'd probably so Harden, do one. Harden and Kawhi. Is, is- no, you got to have the MVP, Paul George, in there. Well, I agree, but I'm <laughs> Okay, so let's say we've, we've confirmed our starters, right? So let's say our starters are LeBron, Durant, Jokic, Lucas, Steph, which means that Shea's all making on the bench, AD's all making on the bench. That's two spots gone already. Really, right? like, do you really, like... See, this is where it comes down to, like, obviously the thing. Because the Lakers are horrific. No, <laughs> like, no. We're if not you're going to have two of the Lakers they on are. the All-Star team. We're not doing this. Because, no, no. Because think about it. If there was no fair thing, right, maybe. But, no. There's LeBron and AD are making it. There's no, like, there's no info. <laughs> but Dude, that'll frustrate me. That'll genuinely frustrate me if they have two All-Stars. It would, like, like they're they going to have two All-Stars. They're going to make the play they're going to have two all stars. If if they if they weren't so popular, then maybe get a little bit because if they had to rely on, on um the coaches' vote to make the reserve squad, only one of them would make it. But because one of them is guaranteed to start, and AD might actually also arguably start, that means they're both going to make it because there's no coach who's going to say, "Man, AD has not played well enough to be an all star this season." Yeah, obviously. I mean, they're both playing well, but oh, they like it would just frustrate me. It's like a fan watching it, just like. The Lakers are shit. <laughs> they shouldn't have two. Yeah, a team that's seventeen and eighteen should should really not have two. Any other situation, the only reason why they go is because it's those two guys. They're that popular that yeah. they're going to be there. But I see what you mean. There's no no other instance in the world where the seventeen and eighteen team have two all stars. Like, for example, okay, good example. If you put the Clippers in that situation with the team that they've got and they were at the same record, they won't. They won't even have one. Yeah. That's true. Like, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. It just yeah frustrates me. It's that's the thing. It's like it's almost. I don't say it's a popularity contest, but obviously because it's fifty percent yeah. of the fan vote, still fifty percent is somewhere else. But it it's a little bit of a popularity contest. 
yeah. that's that's what happens when you're the second best team in your city, you know. Yeah, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Oh, man. Well, it's good. I mean, yeah, like I said, it's going to be fascinating. We'll see what the the second batch of votes brings. But, you know, to see it looking like that so far, um, yeah, I'm happy for Tyrese Halliburton. I did not know Tyrese Halliburton was that popular. He's leading the guards on the east side. He's he's doing a hell of a job right now. I didn't. Do you... I thought the um, Bucks Pacers series was way closer than what it was. Eh? Like, but what the Pacers, they played five times this year because of the playing. And the Bucks Pacers have won four, Bucks have won one. Yeah, I didn't realize it was that lopsided. They'll be going home, man. This is the playoff series, the later bowl. Yeah. What what do you see any teams having three all stars this year? Like the Celtics. You can Derek White. Derek White. I just think the East is deep enough player wise to like for them to not have Pazingas, Brown and Tatum in the All Star team. Yeah. Yeah. But Derek White's gotta make it. How? Derek Derek White's not gonna make it. He's got to. No He's the way. fifth player on that team. He's not going to make it. If Derek White makes it, Drew Holiday's going to make it. See, the most annoying thing is that what it's literally what Ethan just said. The most annoying thing is that we're going to be sitting here at an All-Star game and we're going to be saying no other team has two All-Stars except for the team that has a losing record. That's like, that's where we're heading to. That's looking like what's going to be realistic because what other team is going to have a position, they're going to be in a position to have two all-stars because you look at it in the also since we're on the east side right now right the bucks okay maybe the bucks will get two because uh yana's yeah, a little bit on the bench, starter. A little little bit. On the bench. yeah mb will get starter, starter. but he, maxi oh yeah maxi yeah, maxi, maxi be an all-star for sure he, well he should be maxi should be an all-star whether he is or not it's a different story oh man i feel so bad for some of these players there's bro. quite a lot of east guards there's quite a lot of east guards okay so let's Let's think about this. So Halliburton is guaranteed starter. And remember, we're having this debate, this debate last time about whether or not the second starter was Lillard or Trey. But let's say, for argument's sake, let's just say it will be Lillard. So Trey's automatically going to be on the bench. He has to be an all-star this season. He's playing too well. So now Tyrese is competing with Donovan Mitchell, Jalen Brunson. Uh, Eric White. Eric White. <laughs> Damn. My boy, no. Have you noticed that all five starters for the Celtics are on the voting? Yeah. <laughs> well, to be fair, all five of them are averaging 18 plus. No, nah, not all five. I think Drew Holiday is averaging, he's averaging less than that. He's averaging pretty, he's, averaging pretty season, isn't he's averaging like 12 or 13. It's more than yeah. Because I was trying to bet on him the other day, but I looked at the stats, I went, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to bet it's over, then I went, no, I'm not going to do that. I saw one the other day. Because uh, Celtics played Oklahoma, and there were seven players who were averaging over seventeen in that playing that game, or eight players averaging over seventeen. Well, both teams. Maybe it would have been both teams. Yeah, they, both yeah, teams. The, yeah. Both teams. Yeah, and both teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was like Jalen Williams, Chet, Shea, and then it was like Pazingas, Jalen Brown, Tatum, Derek White. Mm. I don't know. I didn't know that. Um, J Dub averaged eighteen points a game. <sighs> Me neither, bro. Yeah, That's I don't what? know that either. <laughs> That's why I watched these he's last four games, man. Jeez, he just he's just he's but, just doing an Andrew Wiggins right now, just quietly getting points. Yeah, he's good. He's good. But, but man, he's that, loud. <laughs> that all star. Yeah, breaking up the court like Zion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you're on the East side, man, I mean, for both for both conferences, yeah, I mean, it's going to be close. I, I'm interested. That's why I'm interested to see what this uh, second batch will look like, especially at yeah, once um. 
more votes start coming through. Some guys will be salty. Obviously, some teams will start pushing their agenda for, you know, publicizing, like, you know, using social media to push their guys. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Um, but if we you move on. Been, oh, what did you say? You guys, been, you guys been voting? Yeah, I voted. Yeah. No. But no Zion. I've just noticed. What, no Zion. What was your last team? My last team was uh, I had in the West, I had LeBron, Durant, Jokic. Then I had Luca, Shea. Then on the East, I had Giannis and B Tatum, and then I had Tyrese and Trey Young. I didn't, I didn't write mine down, but I, I think had, um, I had in the Luca in the West. I had Shea, Harden, George, Kawhi, and Jokic. Biased. And then in the uh, East, I had Donovan Mitchell, Maxi, Julius Randle, Embiid, and Scotty Barnes. This is why they need to bring down the fan vote for reasons that Ethan has just stated. Yeah, biased, of course. But like, I also want to see some younger players that get in, like our players that have got le- like less recognition, get in a little bit. Like Scotty Barnes, like he's been he's been playing pretty well for the Pacers. Like under yeah. the, oh, Raptors, sorry. I understand he's probably not like he's not likely to probably play an All Star game this year, but he probably deserves to over like some of those other fellows that are going to get in. Yeah, I agree. I think so. Yeah, Scotty Barnes isn't even top ten voting. Yeah, mm. but then Julius Randle as well. Like his likelihood, he might not even make the All Star game, but Wait. he definitely should. Is, isn't Julius Randle the only player with a uh, shooting 40, 30, 70? No. <laughs> below forty percent from the field, below thirty percent from three, and below seventy percent from the free throw line. He definitely won't be. He definitely won't be. But he's probably top two. That's why. Yeah, that's why. Man, it sucks to be. A, yeah, it sucks this year, bro. Because yeah, there's. It feels like for some reason there's going to be so many more players than usual. I don't know whether or not, yeah, I mean, it just feels like this year there's so many players playing such a high level that, yeah, a lot of guys are going to get done pretty bad, you know, just because it's only restricted to, yeah, 12 guys on each conference. Yeah, and then, it, so, then afterwards it'll be that, like, oh, all sus snub, who got snubbed? But it's like, yeah. did they really? Yeah, like everyone's playing that well. Yeah, you know? it's that type of year where, like, you're not actually getting snubbed, you actually just not quite good enough to get in over the actually the top class. The only snub I see is probably De'Aaron Fox. But yeah, you gotta remember, this is only just voting. So when we're saying like snubbing, this is not actually them not being low because of, oh, this is what everyone... This is just the fans. This just means you're just not very popular. This is not based on your play. It just means you're not very popular, you know? If it was based on play, a lot of these guys might not not a lot, but some of these guys wouldn't be in there. Like Clay Thompson, hell no, he's not top ten this season for guards. Um, Austin Reeves isn't even top ten. Like yeah, Devin Booker is not twenty seven again. Lamelo Ball's only played what twenty five percent of the games. Why is he in the top ten? So it's popularity contest. So yeah, I mean, some of these guys, that, yeah, the, this voting. How's Jab Morant popular? <laughs> because he's the best. He's like American sniper. Isn't he? I thought they made a movie about him. <laughs> <laughs> oh. How did Paul George make it? He's a bum. Oh my god, Trey. No, Paul George, Paul George is playing George well, bro. Man. Don't do that. Paul George has been playing well. He's almost as good as his podcast. Yeah, I mean podcast is pretty good, bro. Podcast what was it podcast with P's at the one? It's pretty good. I like it. I, I rate it. So I won't let you slander Paul George. Yeah, don't stand it's a point. game. Uh, it's anyway, fellas, there's been a massive trade this week in the NBA. The Knicks and the Raptors. The Raptors, the team that we thought was going to hold on to everything and you know not move anyone, they finally made a move. 
OG Ananobi and uh, Precious Achua going to the Knicks. And then the Raptors getting RJ Barrett and uh, who was Emmanuel Quick- Quickly back in that deal. Um, how do we think that changed the landscape of things in the East and how does, you know, how does each team benefit or, you know, get disadvantaged from that trade? I think it's perfect just... for the Raptors. It's perfect for them. They get a point guard now and quickly um, and they can put Dennis Schroeder back on the bench where he belongs and um, can get a bit of, like, and quick, quick, he's, got, he's, he's got a lot of talent, that kid, and having him playing with, like, another young star and Scotty Barnes and then a, a kind of a veteran leader, not really, but kind of veteran leader in Siakam, it's going to be good for him. And then, obviously, having RJ Barrett in a different situation back at home. His family can come watch him all the time, you know. Maybe it'll enhance his game a little bit. Because he wasn't playing terribly what? for the Knicks. But then hopefully, you know, he can go step up a level or two. Then OG and Anubi go out and go do his thing, you know. Let's watch that man just... I'm excited. I'm yeah. excited. I, I want to know what wrong Barrett does for the Raptors. How is he going to improve the Raptors? I don't actually think he was meant to be in that. Like, I think he was only in that trade because the Raptors won it quickly. But what, what's what's the Raptors' direction here? I think the, mid, I think this move, I think it's obvious now, in my opinion. I think Siakam's getting moved because yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's the next step because I think that trade them getting RJ shows me that they're confident in what they've seen in Scotty Barnes to say we want to get you know a small forward or depending what was RJ he's shooting guard a small forward anyway they they're confident that they've got their 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 pace now they want to surround some guys around them who. You know, they needed a good point guard who's a little bit younger. Some people who can match their timeline of Scotty Barnes because they believe in Scotty Barnes. They need players who can match his timeline. So I think the next step now is to move Pascal Siakam and go get some pieces. And now Scotty Barnes quickly and RJ Barrett, or as they call him there right now, was a barbecue, you know? Um, that's your new yeah, call. Yeah, with Spicy P on this, so Spicy Barbecue. That's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's now the the big three. The now I think the next step is to move Siakam and yeah, essentially build around this core three. And for Siakam, you can probably get a pretty pretty solid you deal. Get some, you get some decent stuff for Siakam, because eh? you can trade him to a contender who actually like needs a bit, like the Dallas Mavericks, for example, or something yeah. that needs somebody else on it. Like, but, and you can get some decent player, decent picks in return. Yeah, who who's available though? Like. I don't you think Laurie Markin. They, but... they don't need players. They need picks. Yeah, I would say picks. I would say picks as well. Like picks and some like maybe expiring contracts or something. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, picks and expiring contracts. I think is what you probably need for Siakam because yeah, with this big three there, I think you can build around them. I have a lot of belief in quickly. I think quickly has got a lot of potential to be someone like Tyrese Maxey and take off the same way that Tyrese Maxey did because he's a speedy guard can hit the three. He can get inside the paint, you know, hit floaters and everything. I, bro, I think that's the move. You need to move Siakam, and that's your three. Even RJ Barrett, obviously, he struggled over his first, you know, couple of years, but this year he was playing pretty solid. I know, obviously, he still needs to make a lot of improvement from three, but bro, he's he's taken the step, and I think that's your big three. If you can get some good other pieces, bro, sky's the limit, and they can restart that timeline and start building back with that three and see where they can go. I also think that now that. Uh, quickly is there and they said to him you're starting straight away like no matter what it gives him a lot more confidence as a player and he already had lots of confidence but now he's just doubling down on his confidence as a player and I think he's just going to grow this year especially playing with those young players as well and playing in that type of environment where he's just going to hit just going to be kind of his team but well he's going to be obviously behind Scotty Browns but it's going to be his team just to kind of control and I think he's it's going to be really good for the Raptors I think and having that yeah building around it's kind of like an okay okay see Thunder 
kind of thing where they're just going to young talent, young core, build through it, and then see once they get rid of those bigger contracts and expiring contracts and stuff and build, get some maybe some veteran players to work with the young bucks and see what happens. Yeah. That's fucked. It's a big, bro, big three and a half. How about on the next side? You know, the next side, they're a little bit, you know, obviously now with uh, getting OG, I think that kind of helps them permanent defense-wise. He adds that element. And I think also just because RJ, I know we just talked about him moving over to the Raptors, but I think yeah, OG, better three-point shooter than, than RJ. Um, obviously, I'd say better defender. He's a bigger body defensively. So now you add him to Julius Randle, Jalen Brunson. Um, yeah, I mean, they were a good team. I mean, I still don't, I don't see them as a contender. I think this is just a move really that kind of, I don't know. I don't think this move gets them to the conference yeah. finals. I think there's too many teams ahead of them unless they make something. Second round move. exit. Yeah. It's still a second round exit. Same thing. Second round exit. I, I agree as well. I don't think that move kind of elevated them past what they were last year. last year, right? Yeah. Up for extension this off season. Yeah. And I think, but, I think know, that also is why the Raptors moved them because they're just like, we're not going to get any, because I, I think they must have thought IG was going to leave. Mm. given that he's probably a small forward power forward and, but he's competing with Siakam and Barnes for those positions so it's kind of like what am I playing really so I think they're wanting to I think that's why they traded him because they weren't, he wasn't going to resign he wasn't he was just going to leave and then there's other sides out there that are, got opportunity to sign him and then so would get nothing in return he so wants the like, max apparently that's what I that's what I saw apparently he wants he wants everyone the wants max. the max nowadays man yeah Patrick so I, Williams Patrick Williams is getting 200 million. So, man, Patrick Williams, oh lord, don't even ask for 200 million. But yeah, yeah he's balling right now, man. He's balling, averaging that seven and five. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but like it's crazy, yeah. Because I mean, I mean, he wants the max. I mean, go go get your bag. But yeah, I mean, I can definitely see why the Raptors were like, no chance, buddy. We don't pay you that money because yeah, I mean, he, he's a good three and D player or two way player, but. Max deal, no way, bud. No, no chance. But I mean, the Knicks are going to pay him that money without a doubt because they've traded for him, which means that they believe in him enough to to want to pay him that money. But me personally, nah, no way. Yeah, well, they've still got what fifty games to see if he's worth it or not. So they'll soon know it then in the off season or whatever. I still see the losing into like the paces in the first round or something. Mm. The pace of the paces can beat them, but. I think OG, oh, we'll see. OG will get that money either way, though, even if the Knicks don't pay him. I think he, he it's a smart deal because, yeah, I mean, even if the Knicks don't pay him, there will be, for the for market, for like a two-way guy like that, he'll get the money from from someone. So that's the way the NBA works nowadays. You, you'll always get your money. Someone will find you available. Yeah, that's what oh, Dylan Brooks got paid. So he's going to get paid. <laughs> <laughs> if Dylan Brooks can get paid anyone and i mean anyone can get paid but he's but he's playing well for the rockers i mean so yeah same thing no, no, OG, no, no. if he doesn't put the next he's got impact yeah i think Donald brooks he's, is good as getting g no he's a good impact player he, yeah he impacts he pokes beers, but he's he's actually a good player yeah he's, he's good like i give him his credit he's he's a good player you know a frustrated rub but he's he's a good player love him or hate him he's still a good basketball player i'm gonna hate Dylan brooks with the under just like we hate Paul George and Devin Booker. Well, you hate Paul George. I hate Devin. Yeah, no one else hates Paul George. I hate Devin Booker and Tatum. All right, fellas. As well, while we were hanging about the Pistons, 
finally got their first win. Not first win. Not first win of the season. First win in what felt like a lifetime. Yeah, pretty much their first win of the season. They hadn't won like two months. Yeah, two months. (laughs) Since they were two and one. So 28 game losing streak finally comes to an end. Uh, You know, shout out to the Pistons people in Detroit. You know, you guys go to Wingstop, get five wings with any purchase. Um, Everyone in the NBA knew that. Every NBA fan knew that. Uh, <laughs> congratulations to them, guys. I mean, what does this do? Because, I mean, they started losing straight away. They're on a two-game losing streak now after that win. Um, does yeah, they went down over time. We went over time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they did. that. They, I guess the was it the, the Jazz. Went, oh, yeah, Jazz. The Jazz game. Yeah, they dropped 145 last night or something. Yeah. Ridiculous. That is mad. But, like, I think... Uh, the Pistons have showed, especially over the last week, two weeks, that they actually are relatively good. They just don't know how to win. They like fall away in the last quarter, but they they're still of, bad. Yeah, they're horrific, but they but they're like they're good enough to be close enough, just not able to win yet. They've got like a mm. weird team, eh? Like they're so. I mean, we've we talked about it so many times they've got a weird team, but yeah, I mean. They that win probably does something for their confidence because obviously it probably got a little bit demoralizing for them. You come in every single day, like you're working, like you're playing and training like NBA professionals and you're not winning games. So to actually get that first win, I think does something for you to to understand, okay, what we're doing, it worked, our effort that we're putting in, it's doing something, but still the record's going to be bad. This team is probably going to be bad all season long. Nothing good's going to happen, I think, the rest of the year, but it's good for them to get that duck or you know that win the streak done um but still in a in a in a spot where yeah a lot of guys still need to do some serious developing i think Cade cunningham is clearly clearly the number one guy but that number two who is it going to be because they've come out and said oh everyone is uh, everyone is you know for sale except for Cade cunningham and Jalen uh duran but yeah i mean these other guys need to do some sort of developing yeah i like i like Jaden ivy he looks good like there's a little bit, there's quite a bit of talent there. Like uh, on a better team, he'd probably be doing way better. But I feel like they need to hold on to him and let him develop behind Cade kind of thing and see what, how that kind of works. Because you might end up having a situation in two years' time where you have two elite point guard, shooting guard players, and then you just what? like what the Kings had, and you just trade one off and get a bit of value for him kind of thing. I think Jaden Ivy's Ivy's um someone they need to hold on to. You think he's a Tyrese Halliburton type player? No, 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 no. I'm not I'm like I don't think they're on. The, I don't think Cade or Jaden's on the level of Fox or Halliburton. But I'm not saying that they can't be. I'm just saying they don't. I don't think they have that yet. But there's potential that they could be fairly decent. You know, Jalen Brunson type, Tyrese Maxey type players. What what just, sort of player is Ivy? Is he a playmaker or is he like a catch and shoot? He's probably more, yeah. He's eyes. Oh, he's a bit of both, really. He's pro- he's probably more like a Darren Fox, where he's like he's quick, shoots the ball kind of well, can assist when he wants to and needs to, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Probably needs to work on that, finding other people's space, um, aspect a little bit more. But he's got Cade that kind of does that, so he doesn't really need to do it in that team. Yeah, I think he needs to. He needs to develop into you know. He needs to essentially be the the second guy there like what CJ McCollum was a guy that you can be a second secondary ball handler you can create for others create for yourself he's got that capability but I think it's 
he needs to get it to a little bit more NBA level. So he's still got a lot of improvement. He's still a young guy. It's not like, yeah, he's not finished product. But yeah, I'd definitely like to see him as the season goes on. And then also next year, kind of start to take some steps to really being, you know, that, that second guy in terms of being that second ball handler and also the scorer. Because I think Jalen Duran has shown some ability to score, but um, I don't know if he's if he's at the level that I think is going to be the, the number two option behind Cade. But I think that's where Jen Ivey comes in. You know, he's got... If he can, yeah, it's just going to come down to development. And that's where it comes back down to the Pistons because, you know, you guys have drafted so many of these guys, but it doesn't look like anyone's, you know, really improved a whole lot since they jumped into the NBA. Cade Cunningham, I think, was always going to be Cade Cunningham just because he's that good. He was that good in high school, that good in college. It was, you know, it made it to the NBA. Yeah, he's got that ability. But it comes out, you guys need to develop these other guys, make these other guys better, whether that comes down to coaching and comes into playing them that um Ivers guy as well. I mean, yeah, he's getting some good minutes, but I mean Monty Williams, he's like Darvin Ham, like all these different rotations. Like, brother, the team sucks. Play the young guys, you're not going anywhere. Bojan Bogdanovic is not gonna, he's 34, 35. Just play the young guys. The season's gone. You guys aren't making the playoffs. Why are you playing these guys? Play the young guys, let them learn, let them make mistakes, and that's the only way they're gonna improve. The the Pistons need Boyan out there though, because no one could shoot a three pointer out there to save their lives. Like there's a, they've only got what two people shooting over league average from three. Their biggest problem is shooting the three pointer. But Unless that's, they get that's someone saying, that can space the floor. But you don't need him up there. Like, what, shoot. What's he out there for? Is he going to be there long term? No. Like, I, what are you? Are you actually trying? You're obviously trying to win games, right? But they're not in a position where they're going to make the playoffs. So go yeah, let the, the guys. If they, to, if they weren't playing him, go out there and learn. If they weren't playing him, then he would have zero trade value. But yeah, but yeah, and then how Kade has been playing so much better since Boyan's been playing, hasn't he? No, we know why Kade's been playing better, Trey. We can say it. We can be honest. It's because we want to win. Say lineup anymore. <laughs> He, he wanted to win, but, but yeah, they, they need he Cade needs Boyon out there to make it easier for him. Yeah, yeah. If you if you if you've got the second worst player in the NBA and Killian Hayes, <laughs> shoots okay. like twenty eight percent from three. Good, good so, question. Good question. Who's the worst? The Narcissus. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think okay, that's true. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want to say that because I don't want Giannis to like watch this and start be yeah, come come for us. But yeah, I mean, you think you think Giannis going to fly all the way to bloody New Zealand and take us on? Oh, come on, Giannis. Damn. No, but yeah. I mean, the good thing for the Pistons is what they've discovered is that over this this period of time, they've really kind of seen Cade step into that role as you know that leadership guy, the true number one. So, and it makes it well. Sorry, it kind of gives them an idea of how they need to build around him, like you guys were saying just then. Get him some shooters, get him some other guys who can sort of take the load of him being, um, you know, just handling the ball the entire game. So, yeah, that's that's probably the a, a good positive there. And yeah, because that team is so young, uh, and they're probably going to be drafting pretty high again this year, maybe again next year. They they can go out there and get some, yeah, through the draft, get some guys, and hopefully draft correctly this time. The the Pistons need to go all out and get Clay Thompson and Corey Kispert and just. <laughs> Might be on the cards. Go all out on some three-point shooters. Clay Thompson. I think what they need to do. They need to go out and they need to sign uh, free agents like Boogie Cousins, 
Dwight Howard, uh, John Wall, Kimber Walker, and just fully have a reboot. You know, some some young talent, and uh, <laughs> just <laughs> oh man. Speaking of young talent, talent though, um, a team that's you know beat the timeline, you know, way, you know, kind of got to the the top of the West a lot quicker than we thought. The OKC Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, they are on a roll and a half. Obviously, I know they lost yesterday to the Hawks, but you know, before that loss to the Hawks, they a week of just taking you know major bodies. You know, they beat the Nuggets, beat the Timberwolves, and then also beat the Celtics. You know, they were just taking scalp after scalp. They're looking like the the real deal. Um, Chet is looking like a real deal. You know, him and Wimby, I know Nick and Nick for Rookie of the Year. Chet just won December Player of the Month for the rookies. Shea is probably, what, top five, maybe even top three MVP candidate now. Um, that team is on a roll, man. They're doing... Um, I genuinely thought they were going to drop off, but they've just kept going and going and going. It's actually pretty impressive. It's good for them. Yeah. That, that, that surprised me. I was always a bit of a thunder hater, not going to lie. <laughs> do, you, do you just hate everybody and everything? Like, nah. Do, do I, you go out for breakfast in the morning and be like, I hate these eggs? Like, <laughs> no, nah, it's always been Jed's favorite team. And whenever I hear Sam Presti, and I'm just like, oh, God, I hope, I hope this team doesn't ever win, like, ever become a dynasty or something. And now, now it's not looking good well, for me anyways bro because that team bro they they've definitely exceeded everyone's expectations i know everyone thought they were going to take a bigger jump you know from what they were like they were playing but i think everyone thought there would definitely be a, a solid playoff team that would be you know well in the hunt they wouldn't have to depend on the playing this year um but yeah they're i think top three seed at the moment now potentially could well no i think they could be even number two um and they're well in there. They're not looking like they're a fluke. They're looking like they can hold on to this, especially if their main guys like Shea, Chet, uh, Jalen Williams, you know, can all stay healthy. They've got the potential to kind of stay in that top three seating all throughout the season, potentially jump into, you know, number one, depending how the Wolves go. But, I mean, they're, they're looking good, man. And I think it's nice to see a small market team. Obviously, Thunder, you know, we won back 10 years ago. They were in this position again where they were, you know, top two seed on the regular. But... It's good to see a small market team. It gives faith to all these other ones to say, hey, you know, you, you can, if you draft correctly, if you maybe get lucky with the team trading everything in the house, including a guy like Shea, you can build something special. Uh, I, I want to know what these prospects are actually looking at when they're drafting. Like, what are the Thunder guys, what are the Thunder prospects looking at compared to the Pistons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who have they got in? Like, yeah, genuinely, who have they got in? Yeah. Because uh, you just look at a guy like Jalen Jalen Williams, and then you look at a guy like um Jaden Ivey, you're like, whoa, whoa, where, the, how? They've done the prospect. You know what? Let's 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 trade Paul George. You know, you know who we should get for him. Let's get Shea Gilgis Alexander. Mate, I'm gonna go down a wing and and trust you here. Yeah, we sacked the last guy. He traded James Harden for Jeremy Lamb or whatever. <laughs> Right, let's get Shay. Boom, stud. <laughs> Shay and six picks for Paul George or whatever. Finish the game. And now look at the Clippers. They're what five hundred with Paul George. Nah, they're like nine games above five hundred now. Actually, the Clippers yeah. are twenty-one and twelve, mate. Yeah, they're they've cooking. Won, they're they've cooking. won fifteen. Oh, was it thirteen of their last fifteen or something? Yeah, they have the best offense and best defense in the league. 
Like, but ultimately, okay. this Clippers, yeah, that, that Clippers team will, will come down to can they win a championship? That would tell us the value of that that um, Shea trade. But on the OKC side, yeah, they've they've done well because Shea's turned into now, yeah, top five player in the league. You'd say maybe, you know, yeah, top five. I could push the top five agenda, but I'd say top 10 just to be safe. And he's up there. I think it also comes down to as well. The Thunder used Paul George, Westbrook, and um, Mallow in that, and and used them to get picks and use them to get younger talent. Whereas the Pistons, where Drummond and Griffin, like traded for peas. Yeah. Like, Drummond. <laughs> yeah, but at the time, Drummond was good. Yeah, Drummond was like we. He was like yeah, we thought he was gonna be. He was a pretty decent big, right? Yeah. I'd say. Yeah. At the time, like whether it was Jordan. Just the what? You mean DeAndre Jordan? No, Andre Drummond, not DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, DeAndre Jordan Andre was good for one year. Oh man, but that's yeah, it's good. I think it's good for the NBA to see another small, yeah, small market team like that because you look at one of the big market teams that's been battling since the in-season tournament. The Lakers, you know, have struggled badly. I think now we're twelve games now uh, since the in-season tournament ended, and the Lakers are now three and nine. You know, since then struggling, you know, immensely trying to find, you know. Yeah, where to go? We're less than 12 games away from Darvinham being sacked too. It's got to be. Well, I read, I read Stephen A come out and said that apparently there's a massive dis- disconnect between Darvinham and the locker room now. And yeah. That, um, yeah, something like that. And I was like, oh. As soon as something like that comes out, he's getting sacked, you know? Yeah, yeah. And apparently, oh, Stephen A said like that he feels like the rest of the Lakers sides letting down LeBron and AD and Jenny Buss and all those people because they're just <laughs> so terrible. Yeah. There's actually some decent, there's some decent talent, decent players on that team, but they're just under underperforming so badly. Like, D has been underperforming his whole career, and he's been like he had that one All Star season. Ever since then, he's been like a. He's not even in the rotation now. Eh? No, nah, he got injured, but he's like coming off the bench now. No, yeah, yeah like, he's still oh. like you know not what he was hyped up to be. Like he made an All Star. Yeah. And that's his way of proving himself, pretty much. Yeah. Because we thought it would take off after that. With the second best player being Karis LeVert. Yeah. <laughs> that true. That team was kind of, yeah, that team was bad. Not bad, but they were, you know, contending or anything, you know. That's when Jared oh, Dudley cooked um, Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah. The hands out and everything, let him know. Yeah. But that's wild, bro. Like, yeah, I mean, seeing all those headlines come out, because I even saw, um, yeah. Yesterday, when I was watching the 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 Lakers versus Heat game, that's when I really was like, "Yeah, Darvin Ham is not a good coach because the the Heat will play play the zone all game, and you know the Lakers are twenty eighth in three point shooting in the NBA out of thirty teams, which is horrible." So Eric Spolstra literally said, "You know what? Show me you guys can make it," and just played zone the whole game. And Darvin Ham's response was, "You know what? Instead of getting shooters out there, let me have Jared Vanderbilt play almost. You know." How many minutes played a lot of the fourth quarter when the Lakers were down and come back down by seven? And he's, you know, oh, let's play a guy who can't shoot the three. And and the, Torian Prince, Torian Prince oh, can't shoot either. It was terrible. Like, what are you doing? Like, you know, at least Max Max Christie, I think, made the most threes, but he still didn't shoot very well. I think he made like three of nine, but still, like, bro, why is Vanderbilt on the court? He's first of all, he was he's not stopping anyone. So if he's supposedly a defensive stopper. Go out there and stop Tyler Hero freaking cooking you. Go out there and go over screen, stop um, Duncan Robinson getting wide open threes. But 
He's not providing you anything defensively. Offensively, he can't shoot. He's not actually looking at the basket anytime he gets the ball. He's not scoring. So what's what's he out there for? What what happened to Christian Wood, by the way? Didn't he ever shot 16 and 7 last season or something? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Because, yeah, it's pretty rough, I mean. Like, it's tough for him because I know how you can fit him in with – because AD, what, for their best lineup is AD at the 5. So if you put Christian Wood in at the 4, I think defensively is where they start to get cooked a little bit because, yeah, I mean, I mean the Heat were attacking them pretty hard. Listen, listen to this. Listen to this. Re- uh Anthony Davis, zero from one. Reddish, zero from one. Reeves, two of six. LeBron, zero of six. Prince, zero of five. Vanderbilt, oh, I didn't shoot one. Wood, zero of two. Christie, two of nine. That's the three-point shooting. Yeah. It's terrible. But, and the, the funniest thing like, they made numbers. They made four threes and shot like, hold on, how many did they shoot? They shot over 30. Go check field goal percentage for the teams. The, the Lakers shot better than the Heat did. But the Heat won that game because they just made, I think, how many more threes? Like 10 or 12 more threes than the Lakers did? So the the, the Heat shot worse from the field overall. But because of the three-point difference, they just were able to make it up and actually make it up and then some because they beat the Lakers by double digits. Duncan Robinson shot three of 12 from three and had missed the Lakers number by one. Almost got it by himself and he had terrible shooting numbers. See? That's that's why, like, the... um... Thunder and stuff are playing so good because they they got three point shooters. They can all shoot threes, good. It's like, weird. Like the Thunder attempt, they're not like they don't attempt a bunch, but they're just so efficient from three. I think percentage wise, they're one of the best. They don't shoot the most, they don't make the most, but they're just so efficient from three that it's yeah. you know. I think like, they don't shoot. Like, they don't shoot all the threes. Like, I think they've seen something like this. Only like two players on the team that don't shoot league average. And it's like Shea and someone else. Yeah. The rest of them shoot league average. That's cooked, Dad. That's so <laughs> yeah. cooked. And the Lakers are just in a, in a spot, bro, where it's, I think it's obvious now that there's going to be trades and Darvinham, I think if if they lose a lot, if they keep losing, because I know tomorrow they've got a te- nationally televised game against the Grizzlies. If they lose that, I think without a doubt, he's now on the hot seat. He's now, I think at the moment, he's on the edge of the hot seat, but I think tomorrow if they lose, he's going to be firmly on the hot seat, especially because t- tomorrow's a, a home game. So home game, if they were to get blown out, I think the pressure would really be on for him to start, you know, getting shifted out of being head coach. But yeah, I think a trade is inevitable. I think... Uh, Jared Vanderbilt D-Lo. will be involved in that trade. Rory's probably going to be involved in that trade. is probably going to be involved in that trade. D-Lo's got to go. Yeah. And you go get a guy like who? Because I think, I mean, it's pretty obvious who I think we all thinking. Zach Levine, is that the, the guy? No. No, they need they need oh. Tyler Jones. Someone that can shoot threes pretty good. It doesn't get a lot of turnovers. Mm. No, killing Huh? They need Killian Hayes. No, oh, they need Tyus Jones and Corey Kispert. Yeah, like Corey Kispert will be a good piece because he can shoot. He can shoot well. He can shoot really well. But it's that defensive thing as well. Like, I mean, at this point, you know what? Who cares about defense? Just go get some guys who can shoot the ball and score. That's what you need. Kispert's not actually bad. He tries. 
Yeah, he's like Carl Corver. He's like <laughs> he knows that he's not very good defensively, but he he understands team defensive schemes, and he actually does. He, he gives way more effort than a guy like D'Lo. Way more effort than a guy. Yeah, no, actually, way more effort than a guy like D'Lo. Vanderbilt tries on defense. He's just not very talented offensively. Kispert will dunk on your favorite player too. It's actually quite frustrating to watch. Kispert, bro. Kispert, <laughs> he can actually he can yam. He can actually yam. He's Gonzaga, right? Kispert. Was it? Yeah. He's Gonzaga. Yeah. Yeah. No one. Him, Rui, Chet, Sabonis. That's a fact. Yeah, I don't think Levine. The way that the Bulls have played since Levine's been injured kind of devalues him more. Yeah. Like, the only reason he's getting traded to a team now is because of name value, mm. but he's starting to lose it because of the he, fact that Kobe he's... White's now showing up. But, like, DeRozan's Kobe playing White. better. Um, you know, the Bulls are playing so much. Even Patrick Williams is playing better just because Levine's not there trying to be the number one when he's not. Mm. So, I think... I, I don't think he'd do well. Like on the Lakers, he'd probably be a bit better because LeBron and AD are the number one, number two, mm. and then he can, and then he's just like, okay, I'm the number three. I have to be the number three. Mm. He's like, I, but then how big is his ego? Is he going to try to be the number one? Like, no, nah, I think he would understand. He, he, he does cry a bit though, doesn't he? Doesn't yeah. he? Just like, he's yeah. But think about it. You have the opportunity. You're in LA. You have the opportunity to win a ring. You're with LeBron. You're with AD. Like this is, if you if there's ever a time to to sacrifice the ego, that would be it. To, to be the the number three guy. I think that's that's what he'd have to. Yeah, he, I think he would understand that one for sure. You'd hope so, anyway. There's yeah. some teams who are you know going underneath the radar that aren't being noticed for for being bad. That I think it's time they get acknowledged because they've got pieces, but they're just bad. You know, the Hawks, for example. Dejounte Murray and Trey see, Young. The thing is, I disagree about the Hawks. The Hawks want to say this is a good argument. This is this yeah. is one we can get we can get tired about. I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. I think what? I think I think the Hawks are going to make a push in the playoffs. I think they will because yeah. they've got Trey Young, who's solid. They've got um, Dejounte Murray, who's solid. Who I think they need to trade and get yeah. some another couple of pieces. They've got Sadik Bay, who's very who's pretty good defensively, solid three and D kind of player. They've got Jalen Johnson, who I think is up and coming talent, solid. And then yeah. Capella, who's pretty good. And then they've got um on the bench, they've got Bogdanovich as well. Like I think I reckon they've got a pretty solid like team to that like can actually and they play they're all kind of been healthy, they're all kind of playing together, all kind of looking and I reckon they're solid. I reckon the I reckon the Hawks are quietly gonna make a push in the playoffs. Well they're 14 and 19 right now. Like this is 33 yeah, games. Yeah, in the yeah, season. yeah. But they need to trade DeJounte because both of those two players are ball dominant. They need to trade yeah. one of those two and it won't be Trey. And they need to pick up somebody. I don't really know who they're going to get, but I know there's a few players available that they could probably go after that would make a difference to that team. I think DeJounte is the trade. They have to trade DeJounte because I think Trey Young's proven that he's clearly the number one guy. He's averaged better than better points, better assists than DeJounte the last two seasons. And I think... Yeah, he's been in there for longer. I mean, Dejounte, you can still get a good, you know, amount of stuff for him via trade. It just comes down to who do you need to go get to build around Trey. I think around Trey Young, you probably just want someone else. Yeah, you need someone else out there who can probably create the create their own shot, but probably shoot the three a lot better. It's not so ball dominant as much as Dejounte is. Like Dejounte was a point guard, true point guard when he was in um, San Antonio before he came to the Hawks. And so now you're you're trying to ask him to become. Secondary ball hand, secondary ball handler, and also like a three point shooter, which he's not actually very good at. He's 
he's decent, but not amazing. So I think to build around Trey, you need to go get someone. I mean, they so might you, actually end up even going to try get Levine, to be fair. Yeah, I was about to say that. Like, Levine's probably a solid piece to put into that team. Like, yeah. he, do, he can create his own shot. He can do his thing. And if Trey, Trey Young's having a bad game, he can take over. That's just the type of player he is. But he would be the second option. And yeah. is Levine a second or a third option type of guy? There's also Siakam that they could go after. He'd, he'd fit well in that team. He's always a solid three-point shooter, good defender, can do his own thing as well. Another solid person to add to that team. Yeah. Who's? Um, because even Kuzma, yeah. Yeah, Kuzma even Kuzma. Kuzma. Team. He's on the yeah, trade I think, block. I think, yeah, DeJounte needs to go and they need to put somebody else in there that can actually be that second, third player option and actually help that team progress. Because I think I think the Hawks are silent, silent but deadly. I think they've got the, one of the best cores in the league. It's just they're just not... I think DeJounte's really just slowing them down because they've got Jalen Johnson, Sadiq Bay, Bogdan Bogdanovich, Capella, uh, Big O off the bench. Like, they've got some really good pieces. I just think mm. we know who the number one guy is. It's just that DeJounte, he's a great player. I just don't think he fits this team, you know, where they need to be. And if they can get someone who fits them, like a... Oh, I think Kuzma is what... I think Kuzma would be... Kuzma and Levine, I think, are neck and neck for who would be the best fit. But if you can get either of those guys and add them in, oh, I think that team now has the opportunity to, yeah, to start taking off, like what Ethan's saying. Do, do you think... Also- can you see Zach Levine even winning a championship with his play style? I can't see Zach Levine even being in the league next year, but look, that's another discussion. <laughs> <laughs> with his play style, I think he, I think he's. That's why I think he needs to go to a team like the Lakers because I think when you go to a a team that's contending and then you see that you're not actually that that number one guy, like the way it, you are, you cannot be the number one guy on the team that's going to win a championship. And I think if you go to a team that has two guys that are clearly ahead of you and you guys make a playoff run, I think that allows guys to realise, oh, actually, I'm not the guy who can be a number one on a championship team. Like Chris Bosh, his first year on the Heat, he realised, actually, when I was on the Raptors, I was the number one guy, but we weren't actually contending for championships, which means I'm probably not going to be a number one championship guy on the championship team. That's what Zach Levine needs. And if he goes to Lakers, I think he'll get that realisation. And I think that'll help him long-term because he will adjust his play style to not be so... Because he'll value shots more. I feel like right now he doesn't he doesn't understand the value of shots sometimes because he just checks them up to try to get, get himself into rhythm. The thing is, though, he wasn't the number one on the tables when he was there. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, Cat and Wiggs. Oh, they had a pretty good team, yeah. yeah. So he should know how to be a number three, a number two option. The problem was that he was... He was also like a rookie. <laughs> I think it's an ego thing for him. I think he's just yeah. he, he's just massively egotistical and just wants to be the best and wants to be the number one and doesn't matter what situation he's in, he just wants to be it. Mm. And I don't think him going to the Lakers would actually help because I think LeBron needs somebody that's just going to fall in line. Like if you look at all of the times that he's won, he's had a genuine number two in Irving or, you know, and D-Wade kind of just said, look, LeBron, it's your time, you do your thing. And I'll just play after you. Like he just genuinely needs someone that's going to be his number two, number three. Where do you see Laurie hitting? See, Laurie to the Hawks would also be a good trade. Yeah, Laurie to DeJounte. Mm. But, you can play off ball, I, shoot, the, shoot the ball the, well. The, 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 um, it would have to be like a three team because surely the Jazz aren't after DeJounte. What, what are the Jazz even after? Picks. They've got to what be after they trying yeah, they go, I don't yeah, know because start building. How old's Laurie? He's late twenties, isn't he? Yeah, he might he's still be like 27, 28. He's still got some time, isn't he? He's like year seven, year six. 
He's still young. He's still good piece of yeah, I think not build around, but I think he's a good number two. Yeah, like you guys are saying. The more I think about it, I think Lariat Thunder would be a good trade as well. Like I hate I I don't I don't like it a few weeks ago. I like it, but the more I've been watching the Thunder and the way they're going and the I thought they were kind of gonna drop off. But the more I'm watching them, like they actually are progressing pretty good. You're having Larry, Chet, and Shay would be pretty solid. But then the Thunder have to give up probably Jalen Williams and I don't think they want to do that. I, I, I feel like the more you're probably more realistic. I feel like the more you watch the Thunder, is it do they even need like another star player or do they need yeah. bench like bench scorers no, see, like a Bogdan Bogdanovich or something? They can just put they can just put Giddy on the bench. Yeah, Josh Kiddy's got about seventeen more game left in his life. Career. <laughs> yeah. <he's laughs> his career. But they no. yeah. To get Lara, they're going to have to trade assets and trade actual value to their team. Yeah, I think they need bench because I think the only thing, obviously, their their bench is definitely a lot of the young guys. They've got like Cason Wallace coming off there, the other Jalen Williams coming off the bench, um, Isaiah Joe coming off the bench. They've they've got some good young guys coming off the bench. But I think in the playoffs, I mean, for this year at least, I think in the playoffs, those guys are going to struggle because, you know, Especially when you go on the road in the playoffs, those guys, it's, it's hard. This should be a young player. The bench is the only part I think that needs improvement, which is why I think you can maybe try. If you think this is the year, maybe go try and get some pieces for the on the bench. But I, I don't think this is this is the year, and I think they're pretty happy with the way that the timelines progressed. They didn't expect to be here, in my opinion. I thought they would, they think they probably would have been good, but not this good. So you just let those guys develop, develop off the bench. So it's actually maybe you don't need to make a trade. But if you do trade someone, I think it's clear three untouchables. Jalen Williams, Shea, obviously, and Shea, obviously, as well. I yeah, think I, think, I think Case and Wallace should be almost into that untouchable for them as well because I think he's got a very bright future. Yeah, that's true. So it's like the time the time their timelines all match. They're pretty good. You may as well like hold on to it because, like I said, you've exceeded expectation. This they don't have to win a chip this year. year. They don't have to win a chip this year. Mm. Yeah. That, that's that's his scout again. Like just <laughs> yeah, yeah he, he watch his game, scout, man. Oh my god, like this guy. Like I want to see his Kendrick fantasy Kendrick, team. Man. It's Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> I want to see this guy's fantasy team. He's gonna be Bags, like who's he got? Oh my god, <laughs> bro, bro, oh man. But if we, if we look at um. Yeah, we're now that probably ties in nicely into what we the next topic, which what we which is what we want to discuss: New Year, New Me. Who do we think is gonna make big, big runs, big pushes into the playoffs? I know Ethan's got the Hawks, but any other teams that we're looking out there and saying, okay, that's a team that can this year, especially now they get players back from injury or whatever. This is a team that's gonna make mm-hmm. a, a big, a big run as we get into the New Year. Memphis, 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 eh? Yeah, I think so. You know Dude, what? Well, they lost one game since Jar's been back. Are you, are you talking about top ten, or are you talking about top we'll six? Make, make the top. I mean, Memphis. They don't. They lost so many to start. They, they're going to struggle to make the playoffs, but they make the play in. Yeah. But so what he, I'll say is, okay. So we'll make a thing for it. Okay. The the team that is you save to make a big push has to their big push has to either be going into the plane if they're out of the plane right now. Or if they're in a playing spot, make it yeah, obviously push into a solid playoff spot and not even be close to being the play in. Memphis will make the play in. Yeah. I maybe maybe um Mavericks push the Pelicans out. Yeah. Well you don't think the Ky- Pelicans Kyrie's back now. Huh? 
the Pelicans not well, not to make the playoffs, but to make the play-in. Yeah, yeah. So the the Pelicans are sixth right now. I reckon the Mavericks will push push them out. So Pelicans will go out into the play-in. Okay. Yeah, yeah, into the play-in, and then shit. Knicks are eighth. Holy, they've dropped off a bit. They'll come back because that that conference is a little bit close. Well, the team that's dropped off the most is the Magic. <laughs> no, they're still up there. They're still top four, top five seed. I'm pretty sure. That's three and seven over the last ten games. Oh man, they struggle against teams with a winning record. I saw that their their record against teams with a winning record is awful, man. Holy! But yeah, I can, my... um, Pistons will get five wins this season. Yeah, my one. I've got the Houston Rockets locking in the playoff seed. I got the Rockets locking in. They'd, I think the Rockets won't need playing. I think they'll make it solid. I think I've got the Rockets. Who's going to get kicked out? Um, so Clippers will stay in in fourth. So I got the Rockets versus Clippers in the first round. So I got the Rockets making up to fifth seed. And I think the uh, the Sacramento Kings will drop down to sixth. Yeah. So I got Pelicans. And Dallas in the play-in. And then I, which we'll discuss in our next one, my bold prediction. Kevin Durant ain't playing for the Phoenix Suns next season because the Phoenix Suns will miss the playoffs. That, oh, that's, that's and the play-in as a whole. Okay, he's already come out and said that he's already disgruntled with what's going on. Yeah, but... No, like, he didn't I, say that. He didn't say that. Was managers or whoever, somebody's yeah. coming out. The Suns are going to miss the play-in, playoffs, everything. They're, they're going to miss all of it. How annoyed would you be if someone, <laughs> so, someone else, come out and said that you were <laughs> not happy with or frustrated at the team you're on? Oh. Wouldn't you be so pissed off? It happens all the time. Every team that he's on, it happens. It's KD, man. All the time. Every single that didn't, didn't happen on the Thunder. Didn't happen on the okay. Thunder. He One came side out didn't happen on was the team that he was actually happy with playing on. Yeah, that's true. He actually did like the Thunder, to be fair. And the Thunder loved him. The reason he left the Thunder is because he wanted a chip. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But you're, like, you're trying to beat the narrative that, oh, you can win by yourself. Oh, Katie's not happy right now. Like It's like a little parrot on your shoulder. Just flourishing, you know? Oh, I know if it was me, I wouldn't be happy. That's true. Well, as we wrap up, fellas, um, team of team of the week, uh, team of the week of the last of the the last week. You know, a lot of guys have played uh pretty well. Go in any, we can start in any order. We can start from guards to centers. The guy, the guy that averaged what forty points a game over December. Easy. No, I said the team of the week. He only played last what, week, and, and Embiid hasn't been playing this last. He's played yeah, one game. One game this oh, week. I'm pretty yeah. sure. So team team of the week. Oh, the week. Of the oh, the week. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Halliburton point guard. Yo, Alabama point guard as well. Uh, uh, center, can we all agree on uh, Shingun? Ballin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Shingun, center. Yeah, I like that. So we've got, so we got point guard, center, sus right now. So we need two, three, and a four. Two, th- well, you know, three, four doesn't really count. But do, we, do we throw Jordan Clarkson in there? He dropped the triple-double and then 36. I was thinking the same thing. Nah, I was thinking Shea, man. Shea over Clarkson. I'm just thinking about the scalps that the, the Thunder caught during during the last week. I think yeah, Shea... Shea and then uh, respect to Jordan Clarkson, but he, he played he had a hell of a week. Shea. He had and a then hell I'm, of a week. Interesting. Like, the Clippers four-game win streak last week. Kawhi. 
No, nah, Kawhi was injured for half the time. It has to be played the last. He's played the last three. Um, we can give it to Kawhi. We can give it to Kawhi. I, Kawhi, I, I was going to say PG, but we can give it to Kawhi. Sabonis, didn't he drop two triple doubles? And he dropped, uh, yeah, the 11 turnover triple double. That was a good one. Oh, did he have 11 turnovers? Yeah, 11 I turnovers. Not, not, not the game yesterday, the game before. They played it back to back. That first game of the back to back, he had 11 turnovers. Oh, wow. Maybe not. And then six yesterday. Could have been seven. I didn't watch uh, the second overtime. But last time I checked, he said he had six turnovers. But, you know, I don't mind that. Because that's still, we put up some stats. You know, I'd go quiet over PG probably. Damn, I was really wanting PG to get some love there. Okay, so we've got Halliburton, Shea, Kawhi. And then we've got Singoon. So now it's the last spot, which we're saying the bone or no? Who? Sabonis or no? Bone. Did you call him the bone? The bone, yeah. Um... <laughs> I like that. That's cool, actually. I like that. Shout out to Jack Gerbich for giving me that one. Uh, yeah, the bone. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, yeah. We could put, yeah, I yeah. mean, unless even, someone gets what else. Even, um, well, I'm also thinking Spicy P. Mm. Now, I'm, now I'm seeing some names in there. I just can't put Yarns because they didn't, they lost twice this week. Yeah, Otherwise, but Spicy P Yarns. played pretty well the last couple of games. We can put Spicy P in there. Oh, even Julius Randall's played well too. Well, Randall, yeah, to be fair, to be fair. Okay, nah, so I think we, we have, we've got a West Big in there. So I think we need, we hate so much on Julius Randall. I feel like we've got to put Randall in there for, for old times' sake as the last. Uh, Anthony Edwards. But he's a guard. We already put two guards in there. He's averaged over like 35 points a game. So he's had 35, 35, 31, and 44 over his last four games. But he's a guard. Guard Ford. Okay, we're moving forward. forward. So the final team. So we're saying Halliburton, Shea, uh, Edwards, Julius, and Shingo. Yep. No, Heavy Julius. Happy with that. <laughs> Heavy with that. Uh, I like that. That's good. All right. That's locked in. All right. Anyway, fellas, that team's locked in and we are out of here. Episode three of the Dunk Dynasty podcast all wrapped up. And we shall see you again next time for episode four, which is where we'll review what's going to happen in 2024. Catch you guys later. Sign out. Catch you later, boys. Later. Peace.